Let's take a look at how Canada finally picked the F-35, the politics behind the deal, and how the Lightning just keeps winning fighter competitions. Canada has just announced that it plans to buy 88 new F-35s to replace its aging CF-18 Hornets. To purchase the fighters, the Canadian government has budgeted about $19 billion Canadian or $15 billion US dollars. The move comes as a growing list of nations are adopting the F-35, including recent selections by Finland, Switzerland and Germany. In fact, the F-35 is starting to look like the runaway success 5th generation fighter with over 770 examples delivered and nearly half a million flight hours to date. The F-35 has been called the most lethal, survivable and connected fighter aircraft in the world and is tasked with performing a variety of missions including strike, air superiority, surveillance, reconnaissance and electronic warfare. The Lightning is a good fit for the RCAF, especially given today's changing geopolitical landscape. Let's take a deeper dive into how the Canadian government chose the Lightning. Canada's decision to finally acquire the F-35 to replace its aging CF-18 Hornets is actually the conclusion of a 12-year odyssey that had many ups and downs. Canada is of course one of the original partners of the Joint Strike Fighter program and as such it was assumed it would be one of the first operators of the F-35. However, that ended up not being the case. Our journey begins all the way back in 2010, when then-Defense Minister Peter McKay had announced that Canada would be buying 65 of the stealth fighters. At the time, it looked like a done deal and all was well. However, in 2015, Prime Minister candidate Justin Trudeau promised that if a Liberal government were to be elected, the F-35 would not be purchased and a more affordable airplane would be selected along with this stating that a stealth first strike capability was not needed to defend Canada. As a result, a competition was held to select a new fighter, and this came down to three aircraft, the Saab JAS-39 Gripen, the Boeing FA-18 Super Hornet, and the Lockheed F-35 Lightning. Once this competition began, many felt that the Super Hornet was a logical replacement to the Legacy Hornet, especially given that Canada is the largest operator of Hornets outside the US. Additionally, the Super Hornet was the only entry with two engines, which some felt was a necessity when operating over an Arctic environment. And lastly, the Boeing Super Hornet seemed to be the best choice as it would be the easiest transition for pilots and crews who were operating and maintaining the legacy CF-18 Hornet. However, in 2021, Boeing was excluded from the competition following a clash between Montreal-based Bombardier and Boeing. Officially, the Canadian government stated that the Super Hornet did not meet the requirements for the competition. This left the Saab Gripen and the F-35, with the Lightning being announced as a winner this week. So how or why did Canada's Liberal government change its mind? Naturally, following the announcement of the F-35 selection, journalists questioned Defence Minister Anita Anad and Procurement Minister Philomena Tassi. Citing the reasons for selecting the Lightning, Tassi said, We are in a different place today. Minister Anad stated that the decision to pick the F-35 was done without political interference, also stating that we are living in a new reality, clearly referencing current events in Europe. The Liberals also went on to say that the F-35 is the best plane at the best price for Canada. This is due to the fact that the F-35 has advanced considerably in the last 12 years, along with the increased production output of the aircraft the price per copy of the jet has plummeted. 
Initial deliveries of the RCAF Lightnings are expected by 2025, and the CF-18s are expected to fly until 2032. So why does the F-35 keep winning competitions? For starters, the F-35 overall is a much more modern platform than the aircraft it has gone up against. The Dassault Rafale, the Eurofighter Typhoon, the Saab Gripen, and the Super Hornet. The youngest fighter of that group entered service more than a decade before the Lightning, and the oldest some four decades. And while all the aforementioned fighters are excellent aircraft, there's only so much you can get out of an older airframe before it becomes obsolete. It is important to note that while some of the aforementioned fighters have been upgraded to generation 4.5, they do not have the design stealth or integrated sensors of the F-35. As a result, you could say that the F-35 keeps winning these competitions due to three factors, sensors, stealth, and cost. Let's take a look at each one. The F-35 is equipped with the AN-APG-81, an actively electronically scanned array or ESA radar. An evolution of the F-22's AN-APG-77 radar, the APG-81 radar includes the air-to-air -air modes found on the F-22, along with the advanced air-to-ground modes that utilize high-resolution mapping, the ability to track multiple ground-moving targets, and electronic warfare capabilities. These abilities offer first look, first shot, and first kill capability to the F-35. Because of this, it is not difficult to see why the APG-81 has been called the world's most advanced fire control radar found on a fighter. The F-35 also makes use of a 360-degree spherical situational awareness system, which is known as the Distributed Aperture System or DAS. This system consists of six infrared cameras mounted around the aircraft, which send HD real-time imagery directly to the pilot's helmet. This allows a pilot to fully see the environment around them in day or night conditions with no loss of clarity or quality. Among other features, DAS provides detection and tracking of missiles, fire control, tracking of friendly aircraft to enhance tactical maneuvering, and navigation assistance for both day and night modes. Furthermore, DAS integrates with other aircraft sensors, meaning that if the radar detects objects of interest, the DAS algorithm analyzes them and recommends in which order to deal with the threats, essentially providing full data fusion. Additionally, the F-35 makes use of a sensor platform which provides both forward-looking infrared or FLIR and infrared search and track or IRST functionality. This system is known as an Electro-Optical Targeting System or EOTS. Other aircraft make use of EOTS systems, but the F-35s are integrated into a combined unit. This lightweight system further enhances the pilot's situational awareness and is housed in a stealthy low-drag housing within a sapphire window. The EOTS integrates via a high-speed fiber optic interface into the aircraft's integrated central computer. Furthermore, unlike other fighters, the F-35 does not have a heads-up display or HUD. This is intentionally designed to provide better situational awareness to the pilot. Instead, the F-35's pilots make use of the Helmet-Mounted Display System, or HMDS, to view flight and combat data at all times. The HMDS also receives image data from the DAS and allows the pilot to effectively see through the aircraft. Additionally, the helmet allows for high angles of boresight target locking, meaning that the pilot can lock a target and fire a missile at another aircraft that is not oriented to the F-35's nose. All of these systems integrate to provide sensor fusion, which creates an integrated view of the battlefield. This provides unprecedented situational awareness 
and can be distributed to other assets via advanced secured data links such as the Multifunction Advanced Data Link or MADL, making the F-35 a force multiplier on the modern battlefield. Along with its advanced sensors, stealth is another key feature of the F-35. The airframe was designed and shaped to reduce the radar cross-section or RCS. This was done by aligning edges, making use of serrated skin panels, and masking the engine face. To this end, the F-35 is a divertless supersonic inlet or DSI, which uses a forward swept cowl and a compression bump to divert the boundary layer away from the engine duct. Engine fan blades are a significant source of radar returns, which is why so much of the Lightning's design went into concealing them. Additionally, the F-35 makes use of radar absorbent materials or RAM. RAM coatings are expensive and time consuming to apply and maintain. However, the F-35 applied lessons learned from previous stealth fighters such as the F-22 and as a result the F-35 skin is more durable and requires less maintenance than older top coats. When it comes to RCS performance, at certain angles and frequencies the F-35's RCS is lower than a metal golf ball and compares favorably to the F-22. Additionally, the F-35's radio frequency emitters also employ rigorous controls to minimize or prevent their detection. All of these design features work to greatly reduce the F-35's detectability, which at first may not seem that important for the defense of Canada's airspace. However, being able to intercept a hostile aircraft while remaining undetected means that the F-35 can get into weapons range before the hostile aircraft realizes it is there. This, in turn, gives an additional level of security for Canadian airspace. Along with being the most advanced fighter available to Canada, the F-35 is also one of the least expensive fighters per unit copy today. This is due to the increasing adoption by other nations, most recently European countries, that are entering the procurement phase for the Lightning. This in turn has resulted in an ever-increasing production rate of the F-35. Along with the lower unit cost, the cost per flight hour has dropped by almost half, 45% since 2015. Additionally, Canada will go with the A variant of the F-35, which is the most reliable and least expensive to maintain of the three F-35 types. As mentioned before, delivery of the first F-35s would be scheduled for 2025 if an agreement is reached. However, if an agreement is not reached, the Canadian government has the option to enter into talks with Saab, whose Gripen fighter came second to the F-35. While this seems unlikely, it does leave the back door for the Gripen to become a Canadian fighter. As a partner in the F-35 program since 1997, Canada has always had a vested interest in acquiring the F-35, especially given that it's already manufacturing parts and is a key part of the global supply chain for the Lightning. To date, Canada has spent some $600 million on the F-35 program. It finally looks like Canada will join the growing number of nations operating the Lightning. What if Canada had begun taking deliveries in the 2010s? How much further along would their pilots and maintainers be? As the saying goes, better late than never. What do you think? Is the F-35 right for Canada? Is the Lightning becoming the most successful fifth generation fighter? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also check out my YouTube channel. I'll leave the link in the show notes below. And lastly, you can find me on any social media platform at Pilot Photog. Be well, stay safe.
and see you next time.